I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Managing Editor of Healthcare Info Security. Two years ago, the Strategic Healthcare IT Advanced Research Projects on Security was launched. SHARPS, as it's called for short, is a four-year multi-institutional and multidisciplinary research project supported by the Office of the National Coordinator for Health IT to study ways for reducing security and privacy barriers to the effective use of health IT. We're about midway in the SHARPS project. Today we're talking to Carl Gunter, a professor of computer science at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. The university's Information Trust Institute is leading a group of 11 other organizations also involved with the SHARPS project. Carl will tell us about some of SHARPS' findings so far and the security challenges faced by healthcare providers. Hi, Carl. Tell us a little bit about your organization and your role. I'm a professor at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. I I work as part of the Information Trust Institute, which is an institute devoted to studying issues with the uh, dependability and security of computer systems. And we were, were privileged to lead a consortium by universities working on the research challenges associated with security and privacy in healthcare. And as you said, we're about two years into a four-year effort on that. Now, the SHARPS project is studying strategies for keeping data secure and private in e-health records, telemedicine, health information exchanges, and some other key technology areas. What key findings has the research turned up so far? Just to clarify uh, about our role, there are many uh, aspects of security and privacy for healthcare that can be accomplished by just a, a diligent application of uh, known security precautions, and so that these kinds of best practices can greatly improve the security and privacy in, in healthcare organizations. Our area is to look at those points of novelty where things are changing, and it's not clear that best practices are sufficient. So one needs uh, new ways of doing things, uh, novel techniques. We've been making progress on both identifying the areas in which those kinds of efforts are needed and on actually contributing uh, some of the technologies that are required in those areas. So I I could break down into uh, a few categories some of the the findings. Let let me be brief to get started here. Uh, One is the use of uh, techniques of uh, audit and of access control to determine when there have been abuses the uh, system. Another is the uh, development of techniques to use encryption in order to control the trusted base that's required for the systems that are being used. And another is the automation of policy for the exchange of data between enterprises and even within enterprises Uh, uh, dealing with things like federal and state, local and enterprise rules. And and finally, there is a uh, a great need to make progress on mobile health, where there's been a flood of new types of devices and techniques coming in that are uh, changing the uh, healthcare enterprise. And so for our contributions in these areas, um, for the access control and audit, what we've been interested in and where we've been making progress is on techniques that go beyond manual analysis. So, for example, you might look through the logs and see if you think that anybody did something that they shouldn't have done in terms of uh, access. And those things vary from 
uh, curiosity things like someone looking up a former spouse to see what their uh, medical record is, to major fraud efforts where someone is mining uh, the data, say, for Social Security numbers or for information that can be used in fraudulent billing. And so what we need in, in this space is to move ahead on ways of doing this with more automation so that manual review focused on uh, certain kinds of uh, records that would have a higher level of suspiciousness. We've been developing a variety of strategies in that area uh, and a general technique uh, called experience-based access management, which is a continuous process improvement technique to fold experience with violations into the next generation uh, of uh, technologies for protection. Um, on the uh, area of encryption uh, and, and trusted base, one of the big advances here is that encryption techniques now include new kinds of uh, strategies for doing encryption. An example uh, is attribute-based encryption in which you can encrypt data under the attributes and policies for the people who are supposed to be able to read it. Uh, and, and so what this allows you to do is to give an extra level of protection, not just at the level of access to the system, but in fact the ability to decrypt the system. And, and this has uh, valuable applications uh, in, in a number of areas. And as you can see, when you look at the wall of shame for the data breaches, many of them are caused by things that could have been addressed by proper encryption. And, and so this uh, trying to understand the trusted base and develop technologies to manage the trusted base is one uh, key area uh, that we've been uh, trying to push forward on. Another one is automated policy. So as the healthcare enterprises are growing, they add new partners, and uh, then we have uh, developments like health information exchange where we want to exchange data between independent uh, healthcare organizations. And if you have to uh, hand over to a lawyer the review of every exchange that you're going to make before you feel confident to make that exchange, it's going to be very expensive and slow. And so again, as in the case with the audit techniques, we want things that involve more automation. So where the computer can decide whether a data sharing is acceptable or not. In this area, we've been looking at developing systems that can do those formal representations, policies, integrate well with current electronic health record systems so that you can do the sharing between enterprises with properly described policies that would allow you uh, to uh, exchange based on decisions that, that can be made by a computer uh, rather than uh, turned over, for example, to an attorney. In the area of mobile health, what we have is a, um, a change in the way data is collected uh, for hospitals. So it used to be maybe that all the sensors and actuators are actually in the hospital. And, and so now, though, with the kinds of devices that people can have, ranging from implants to health and fitness devices, you can collect data in many different places. And so this is a big change in the healthcare environment, and so we need to get our minds around where the threats are to the sharing of that kind of data. For example, in the sharing of the data with intermediaries that are not HIPAA compliant, for example, not required to comply to HIPAA, and so that the way medical data are handled will be different. And also the devices, from simple devices like, say, pedometers, at one end, uh, to uh, devices like implanted defibrillators at the other end, safety-critical uh, devices. But in between, uh, one sees convergence between the techniques being used. And so, for example, you might expect your insulin pump to talk to a cell phone. 
And so here we have to look at questions of the security of that cell phone and its um, uh, ability to talk to the um, uh, to the, a medical device that could be safety critical. And so we've been making advances there and clarifying particularly the requirements and coming up with techniques to enable those things to uh, operate safely even uh, when there are adversarial threats. So anyway, that gives a little bit of a rundown. What would you say some of the biggest challenges are that healthcare providers are dealing with when it comes to privacy and security right now? Well, well, let me come back to some of the emerging issues to do particularly with some of those points I just raised. So, for example, in the area of uh, trusted base and encryption, it's hard as a hospital CIO to know what part of the system you need to secure these days. So they, it used to be the case that you'd have a computer in a hospital and then some dumb terminals on the wards and you secured that. That got more complicated with the Internet. But now you have things like development of health information exchanges in which you're sending data out of the hospital uh, to systems that are shared, uh, say, in communities. And then you have uh, bring-your-own-device situations where uh, physicians, for example, may bring devices into the hospital and then put sensitive data on those devices and you're unsure what measures you need to take to secure those devices. Uh, and then there are um, a variety of uh, new kinds of things. For example, people get uh, difficulties from attacks that are directed, say, at universities in the area of things like advanced persistent threats. These things then have collateral damage uh, into the medical systems where they can infect medical systems throughout the hospital. So increasingly sophisticated attacks, even if they're not targeted at the medical area, can have ramifications for medical devices that can be compromised as part of those attacks. And so, uh, so this, this area of like, what do I have to secure and how do I manage the threat, that, that's a big area that's, that's developing for uh, HCOs. Another example along the lines that I mentioned earlier, too, is the, the question of how you're going to manage the patients collecting data on their own devices. And so do you, do you trust that data, and do you want to hand them devices that they can use to collect the data so that you can uh, have a trusted device that you created? And so those, uh, those are questions that people are going to have to confront in the next few years. Where are you seeing improvements in health data security practices, and what is most troubling to you? I think that we see a lot of improvements in organizations instituting best practices so that uh, the, the implementation of best practices in existing HCO enterprise systems, I think, is, is moving along so that these are, are responsible institutions that are doing their best to implement these uh, best practices. Where I see more trouble is instances where that model begins to break down and, and where following the same procedures that uh, have been uh, employed for the enterprise are attempted, for example, on health information exchanges. So, for example, the practice of having a, a trusted pool of employees that have a large uh, level of access to the system and then you account for it within a single EHR system is is not necessarily scalable to a health information exchange that works, say, through a community where the number of people involved will be larger. And, and it would be even more troubling to extend uh, that kind of system to a state or even nationwide. And so 
we need techniques that can scale up to these much higher levels of sharing. And so just uh, applying the techniques that we're familiar with at the enterprise level it has to be augmented with techniques that can make it more scalable. What are your thoughts about encryption and other technologies, policies, and practices that healthcare providers should consider to improve the security of their patients' data, especially with mobile devices, and bring your own device, since that's becoming so popular in healthcare environments? So that's a nice area in which I, we, we do see some improvement in at least doing the routine things. It's possible to take a laptop and assure that you've encrypted the data so that if the laptop is left behind in a car or something like that and the car is broken into and the laptop is taken, you can mitigate the risks from this. And um, the, there have been proposals for far more advanced uh, approaches to, to the use of encryption as a protection measure where we will need some more innovation and, and boldness in the, in the planning to adopt those things. For example, uh, encryption of the data and the health information exchanges. So we're doing reasonable progress on moving from encryption of data in flight, um, which has been uh, very well uh, adopted by the healthcare industry, to also trying to do more with uh, the encryption of data at rest. And so that's a good trend. And it's particularly related to bring your own device, since if you do a bring your own device, then it's important to limit the amount of uh, vulnerable data that's uh, sitting on that device. Encryption can help there. And another area where it can have value is in the use of cloud technologies. So when, when one is storing uh, data in clouds, the data could be, in some cases, uh, encrypted to limit the threat to a compromised cloud provider. And, and so there are some trade-offs there. Uh, for example, you can't search data, perhaps, that's been encrypted, and so you would uh, lose some of the functionality of the uh, encrypted data. So those are where some uh, aspects of innovation will be uh, desirable to try to move us ahead on, on how completely we can use uh, encryption in those contexts. There are interesting kinds of cryptography that can allow techniques like searching data uh, that's encrypted. And, and so uh, research techniques based on things like what we call multi-party computation uh, allow you to find out certain limited things about data without revealing other facts about the data so you can control the information that's released. What do you think the biggest threats to healthcare data security will be in the future? Let me give two areas where I think we're going to have a major question. Well, one of them that comes up repeatedly is the question of how you're going to secure data with respect to the sensitive components so that the sharing can be done in, uh, with what they call data segmentation. So that this is a problem that's extremely difficult and has a lot of ramifications but but where we don't really have the technology to understand how to do it, but it's, been, it's often demanded by patients. So, for example, if a patient goes to see a podiatrist to get a problem with their feet looked at, then should the podiatrist get access to their mental health notes? And, and so patients are uncomfortable with widespread sharing of their records with people when they feel like the, 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 there's a need-to-know uh, aspect. And with the consolidation in the industry, so that um, where you might previously had a separate entity that, that handles, say, mental health data, different from an entity that would handle other uh, health dimensions, 
as those things become more consolidated, you end up with this problem of, you know, do you share all of the record or can you share parts of the record? And so a question of how to share parts of the record without endangering the patient by having uh, information withheld from, from parties that, that need to know that information is, is a big problem there. So this kind of uh, technology for data segmentation is going to be one of the things that we'll be looking at in the future, that we, we don't know how to do this now or how to examine the techniques that are proposed uh, and test them as to whether they're effective. Um, so that's, that's one area. Another one uh, that is looming ahead is um, personalized medicine and genomic data. So molecular data will become parts of records in the future. So things like the uh, DNA uh, sequencing of, just as we're getting cheaper and cheaper techniques of doing sequencing, gene sequencing, you, you might reasonably expect to get a gene sequencing for someone. And then that information could be shared between different providers so that they can use that information to do things like uh, drug dosage levels or to prioritize certain kinds of threats. You know, when they're doing diagnoses, they could look at the DNA data and consider some diagnoses more likely than others based on that. Uh, and, and so there'll be a, a raft of these new techniques. But also, that DNA data is personal, of course, and it's difficult to see what you even mean by de-identifying it for purposes of research, despite the fact that there's huge research opportunities that would be available for doing research on the relationships between uh, diseases and, uh, and, gen uh, and genotype data. And so, so that's the second uh, area that I, I think is going to be emerging over time is the uh, secure and privacy-respecting management of this genomic data. Thanks, Carl. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee for Healthcare Info Thank Security. Thanks for listening.